everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. What's good, everybody? I'm Michael Alimo. How you doing? And we are here today bringing you the last week in sports, uh, starting off with uh, a hero of both of me and Brooklyn. Yes, sir. This is the guy who got us super big into baseball and for me, just sports in general. Um, I put a tweet out earlier this week. A lot of you saw that and showed it some love. And I was kind of expressing how the one and only Hall of Famer, Derek Jeter. The captain. The captain. El Capitan. Number um, two. How he's kind of shaped the way I look at sports a little bit. And uh, Brooklyn, you want to let them know? Like, what's your, how are you feeling? He's a Hall of Famer now. One away from unanimous. Yeah, that one away, one vote, 99.7% to be the second unanimous Hall of Fame inductee behind Mariano Rivera, another New York Yankee legend, best closer ever. But that one vote for Jeter not getting unanimous was tough, bro. But growing up and watching Jeter, man, it was amazing. Just class act, New York Yankee. Like, he was the epitome of a New York Yankee. And growing up and watching him, just countless days in and out, just coming through in the clutch, leading the team, doing everything you need to do, making remarkable plays. Just amazing to watch, bro. Yeah, and he was he was known to be the clutch hitter that he was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't the best defensive shortstop of all time. No. Maybe one of the, probably the best hitter shortstop. Not power, but like hitting-wise. He's, yeah. he's definitely up there. Yeah. But the main thing that everybody knew Jeter for was just that he was the main cog in in the machine that was the, the 2000s and early, late 90s New York Yankees. And, I mean, he has five rings. And a lot of those rings are off the back of just plays that he've made. Yeah. Whether it was with the bat, where they needed a big hit or a guy on base, he would almost always, it felt like, do it. Do a little flip, if dive there, into the if crowd. There was a, if there was a play that needed to be made that didn't seem like anybody else could make yeah. it, it seemed like he was always there to make it. And I think that's like what really, really separates Jeter. It was never, oh, he's the best to ever do it. It was yeah. never that. And there's not going to be many people arguing that. But just the presence that he brought whenever he was on the field and, like, the security that you felt Mm -hmm. either as a fan or the insecurity you felt as an opposing team's fan or an opposing team whenever he was in a situation. That you know this guy is going to do whatever he needs to do to get the job done. Exactly. And, you know, he's he was a Hall of Famer. Everybody had that idea besides him. I think he was the only one that was skeptical that he wouldn't be. Yeah, he kept on trying to downplay it so he couldn't jinx Which, it. Which, understand. Yeah. But, you know, he, he was a Hall of Famer. He's a Yankee legend. His number will be retired. Um, I mean, to me, to me, he's as big of an ambassador for a sport as there's ever been for a sport. I agree. And I... You know, there's bias to this, obviously, but if you look at people known for what they're doing on the field, and then they're p- the people who know them off the field that don't care for the sport. So if you went up to a random person and was like, hey, you've heard of Derek Jeter, right? There's a good chance to be like, yeah, he's a baseball player for the Yankees, right? Yeah, being in one of the biggest markets in New York, playing for one of the biggest teams in sports, really... And also being one of the biggest names, too, just shot him through the moon. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you have that re- name recognition from 
a non-fan, a casual, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who just has no idea. Yeah. They likely know who he is. And in baseball specifically, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, and we're going to talk about it again in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. It's not a sport that the players are promoted particularly well in. No. And so to have a player that's well-known without the promotion from the league, it, it's just, it's a testament to his character, to his ability, to who he is, the market he's from, and just what he's accomplished. And Hall of Famer, I mean, you know, it, it speaks for itself. It's it's a tough thing to get into. Any cool Jeter games uh, you ever been to? Um, honestly, there's not too many that I can think of where he was like the star of the show in mm-hmm. a game. I did go to Jeter's last game in Tropicana Field. That's cool. So nothing, you know, crazy, but, you know, on, he was on that goodbye tour for the whole mm-hmm. season, and um, most of the teams kind of gave him some respect on the last game in the stadium. Yeah. And so there was a little Jeter thing where he came out, you mm-hmm. know, gave a, a curtain call, and the announcer announced for him, and they gave him a walk-up song that game. Yeah. And, you know, th- things like that are really cool because it shows that, not only does do your fans and your organization have respect for you, but a lot of other people. Yeah, just around too. the league, just class act. Everybody yeah. has respect. It's great. Uh, and you, any uh, live Jeter moments? Um, I got a few of them, but I think uh, the funniest one, just because of the reactions to Tampa fans, also another game in Tropicana Field. I was at the quote-unquote cheater-jeter game <laughs> where the bat – the ball hit the bat right on the nub on the bottom. And as any athlete's going to do, you're going to take the base. You're going to you're going to sell it. You're going to go to first base. And everybody wanted to make a big deal about it. But that was probably one of the funniest Jeter ones because everybody's in the crowd just cursing, going crazy, and that was, walling out. I remember <laughs> the Rays were pretty good back then, and that was like a, a divisional game, so it mattered. Yeah. And Rays fans were not happy, and yeah. they were giving Jeter like a bad name, like like this man was on the Astros in yeah. 2017 or something. Like they thought he, he was, was the worst. <laughs> so that's that's actually a good one to be at for sure. Yeah, it was, um, it was fun. And I'm sure everybody else remembers the Jeter walk off. Uh, that's just a classic Yankee history game. Really, just player history. Game. We had that on our top ten uh, yeah. sports moments. And, Go check it out. Yeah, top ten sports moments from last decade. It was a. You got our takes on what were the, the best. There's some there's some pretty good ones and relevant ones in there. Yeah. Um. So Jeter, Hall of Famer, as expected. Another Hall of Famer, different sport. Same city. Same city. A little bit of a question mark because some people were like, Ooh. you know, they like to downplay people's yeah. achievements. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Another class act. Him and Jeter in the Very sense different of, ways. Very different ways, but in the sense of New York sports icons, it's up there. they're both held to a very high regard in their own senses of what it means to rep the city. And Eli, in in a sense, the way that I've always looked at Eli, he's just the David. He is the, the yeah. prototypical mm-hmm. David that he has faced off against Goliath in the, the prequel and the sequel. Yep. And managed to, to pull it off twice yes. in the biggest games that there are. And, you know, he, he's had a very up and down career. Very up and down. Towards the end, it was not pretty. But he's retiring and I'm happy for him on his retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy he kind of realized, hey, it might be time. And 
you know, he brought two teams with pretty bad defenses, and he just led them to the promised land to beat probably the best ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say say he's probably, we'll have this argument another day, but Tom Brady's probably the best ever. And he's he's the only one, not the only one now, but he he was, at the time, the only one to ever beat him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and to do it twice, man. (laughs) Your your biggest accomplishment is taking down, quote-unquote, the best ever. And that's going to hold weight to whatever you're going to do. And and I think the the really cool thing about it is it wasn't a one-and-done, you know, David Tyree catch and that's it. Yeah. It was twice. Yeah. He did it twice. Anybody can do it once. But if you do it twice, and you, you got something. Even Tom kind of gave him a cool little shout-out on Twitter. He's like, mm. congrats on the retirement. You had a great career. I wish you had two less Super Bowls. Yeah. So whoever's running Tom's <laughs> social media, they're doing great. They have been for a while. But, you know, it, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, I'm happy for him that he's retiring, that he's moving on, the Giants are moving on. And to me, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know how everybody feels about that. It's a very debatable... The NFL Hall of Fame is also very less... It's probably like the least important Hall of Fame to be in. In terms of quarterbacks that were pretty decent usually get in. Mm-hmm. There's not that many players in general that like are qualified to get in. So the ones that are usually get it. And there's not as long of a history as most of the other sports. Where there's like a Hall of Fame. Like baseball is like 100 years plus of... I mean, NFL got... Centennial year right now, 100 yeah. years. So and, they're up but, there. Yeah, and you know, there's a there's a there's a spot for him in Canton, I think. And uh, you know, it's waiting for him whenever that might be. It might it's not going to be a first ballot, but he'll be. And there. it's cool that he gets to retire a giant, plays his whole career, 16 years I believe it was. Gets pushed out from drafting a young QB. But it's cool that he didn't want to go to another team just to do it, just keep on playing. Retired, quote unquote, on top in the sense of in the eyes of Giants fans, you get two Super Bowls, you do all that. It's cool for him. Congrats, good luck in the retirement, and all that. Yeah, and you know, uh, the next guy we're gonna talk about, Eli probably wishes he was able to throw it to. And, and good luck to this guy. <laughs> good luck, and realistically, let's hope that we're able to kind of sort it out and like figure out what's going on. Yeah, because there's stuff going on. Antonio Brown, what are you doing? What's going on, bro? Let's talk about it. Let's talk if, about if, it. If you want to talk to somebody, we got a spot right here next to me in Brooklyn. There's a little spot in between us. Mm-hmm. Come on. We'll talk about it. We'll figure out what's, what's come, happening. Come to Tampa. Because something's you, you're happening. You're 24 hours away. Something's you're in Miami. Happening. Come to and, Tampa. you know, a lot of people just are giving up on him. I understand. Yeah, but... It's sad to see. Yeah, everybody wants to make jokes on social media. That's the day and age we're in. And, and I get it. And, that's and how that's fine. a lot of people deal with stuff. I yeah, that, that's fine. You want to make jokes about situations. No big deal. That's you. But it is sad to see, man, because all the way from years ago, from him switching music, drop kicking that uh, punter, <laughs> ever since there, it's just been a wild ride with AB, bro. It's been wild. And now, within the last month and a half, two months, we've just been getting even more nonsense. And it feels like it's every week. It does feel like it's every week. And it felt like that from the summer. You know, the whole Raiders thing, which people were like, hey, what's going on? 
Then he went to New New England, and then was like, what's going on? And it, we it stopped for a while. There yeah. was there was a couple months where I was like, okay, maybe he's like simmering. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's just sadly not the case. And we forget that Buffalo was in there too for a good like what fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah, maybe twenty. <laughs> and man, you really you really hope that this is an example and. You know, there's there's other examples out there, Aaron Hernandez, and you know, there's just other guys, but that the NFL really starts to take this the CTE yeah. and just mental illness thing seriously because the league is a contributor to these issues. It, I'm not gonna say it's the main thing going, you know, everybody has their own thing, but this is a an issue that has existed forever, but we're just kind of realizing now is yeah. existing. And, you know, if we, if it takes somebody like Antonio Brown freaking out for us to take it seriously, it sucks that it has to be that way. But And just that, hopefully that it gets solved and all that before anything really, really bad happens. Because a lot of stuff has happened, but it hasn't been like, oh my God, like what did he just It's just do? a lot of shocking things that you yeah. don't expect from a professional yeah. athlete. And, like, an idol for people and stuff like that. And you really hope that he can turn it around because I don't think he's inherently a bad person. I just think he's going through a lot. I don't know what that a lot is, but it's a lot. And everybody got to go through something. It's just try to find the help. Hopefully the NFL helps him out, too. Yeah, let's really hope. There is stories about a lot of NFL vets, current players, too, in this case. Well, not really current, but... You get what I'm saying? That they don't really give them the help and benefits that they really, really, really need. And that's not what you want to see from a league. What players get just... A league where the players put their bodies on yeah. the line. And, you know, we, we hope that there's going to be change coming. Um, again, if, if he's the one who has to kind of be the scapegoat for that, it sucks. I wish we could have done it sooner, but... You can't really change that. We can only hopefully solve it as soon as we can moving forward now. Now, like we said, there has been a long list of stuff, but just the very, very recent stuff that... Getting arrested. Getting arrested. Just posted a $110,000 bail. Got bonded out. Facing life in prison for three charges. But that's not really... That's going to get... Yeah, that's not not a thing. Thankfully, that's not a thing. I don't, yeah. I don't think that should be a thing for him because it, I don't think it's on his own like headspace yeah. type of deal. Got felony charges for assault of a moving truck driver that him and his uh, trainer evidently jumped out and ripped him out of the truck, and then uh, had the arrest warrant, turned himself in. Also got a felony burglary with battery. So. Hope everything gets strained out. It's uh, it's not cool to see one of the greatest wide receivers in the league go through something like this. Yeah. So, I wish the best for you, Antonio. Absolutely. Again, if you want to talk, we're here for you, bro. Like, we're not here to villainize you or anything. Yeah. If you want to talk to somebody, we got you, bro. Um, I don't know why you'd be hearing this, but hey. Hey. Adam. At Antonio Brown. At um, AB. <laughs> another weird thing that kind of happened this week. Uh, the Kansas Kansas State brawl, yeah, um, just weird. This is this is bizarre. The game's over. Kansas handily winning. It's a rivalry game, so you get there's some tension here. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, an unnecessary block. Really, yeah, garbage time just swatted this man up thirty. I think it was. It was like twenty something. And then yeah. you swat him, and then you stand over him and kind of like you know, yeah, what, what's good. <laughs> and it a brawl ensues, and this is like a team brawl, which just has no place in college sports at no. all. And. You know, and then it escalates. The coaches get involved. There's goes fans. Into the stands. It goes into the stands where fans are relatively courtside on the back end. And Souza from Kansas picks up a chair that that could have been really, really bad, yeah, man. And I'm, thankfully, the coach kind of knocks it out of his hand, and he doesn't think twice about it. Um, but I mean, obviously, there were suspensions from this. If that chair got thrown, who knows what could have happened. Um, you're just happy to see that it didn't. And it, it kind of sucks because this is a one-off kind of situation, mm-hmm. like an isolated event. They're college kids. They're fired up. You know, yeah. They, they, they want to play even until the whistle. You get that. You really do. But this really just kind of has no place in especially just non-professional sports. Yeah, because like something like this has, has happened, like with the Malice and the Palace. And you just don't ever want to see stuff like that because it's just bad for the brand. Yeah, you sport. don't want to be known as like the sport that gets in brawls. Yeah, when that's not part of what the sport's about. Like yeah. hockey is okay with it because they, quote unquote, allow it, even though they they get their penalties and all that. Yeah, but they quote unquote allow it. Um, there's it's, no it's there's cool no protection that you have in basketball. Yeah. This is just a street brawl if you get in the one. Yeah, and you know you're putting people at risk that. Yeah, you're putting the fans be. in danger because no. what if you got like a little old lady just yeah. sitting in the crowd and then you got. Grown men, really, yeah. just and monstering into I don't know, the crowd. I don't know if you remember this, but it's reminiscent of a few years ago when Marcus Smart was at Oklahoma State, yeah. mm-hmm. and somebody threw out um, some some racial slurs yeah. at him. Which, don't do that either. Don't do that. If you're at if you're a fan at a game, let's just like not, or even not even just a game, just don't do that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Well, if you're a fan of <laughs> the game, just like. You can heckle the players and all that. Yeah, but heckling but, is great. But don't, don't be personal with these guys because they're out there to entertain and to make a living for them and their yeah, family. Heckle till the clock hits zero. They're not but, trying to personally attack but you. Once I you promise. go into personal stuff and racial stuff and just, just don't it, do it. there's no place for it. Just don't do it. Sports, Anywhere. world, yeah, just, just stay away from it. Stop. Get help. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it reminds me of that where he went into the stands and fought a fan. Yep. And Marcus Smart is a... He's he's a tough dude. He's not somebody that as a fan I'm trying to fight. Yeah. So it just reminds me of that, and he got suspended a bunch. And, and with that being said, it gives you respect to Russell Westbrook, cause who has never done that, but he gets a whole lot time. of flack, whole lot of flack. all the time. So so it takes a, a lot to not react. And now people say, oh, they're professionals. They shouldn't. You're a person at the end of the day. So yeah, exactly. It only takes so much for you to click and. And whatever happens after that exactly and thankfully that these players are usually taught pretty well by mm-hmm. some some you know the people in their their camp and their organizations and all that to kind of mm-hmm. bottle it up but it There's sucks that, that they kind of have to it's so that button yeah let's let's be good fans and obviously this isn't a fan incident but let's be good fans yeah. let's let's try and be better as players where we don't have incidents like this in the future because they're going to happen but let's yeah. limit them let's keep them where they're supposed to be yeah, on the court. That's kind of it. Um, so that's all I got to say about that. Kansas is still a pretty darn good team, even with the 12-game suspension on uh, Souza. So 
I expect a lot from them. And hopefully that will be kind of cool if they could make a good run out of this and make it a learning lesson for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then to kind of wrap up, we have uh, some Australian Open stuff. You know, Serena, she lost. Sucks. To a young, young, young lady. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I, Serena's still phenomenal, but you're, you're seeing it. You're starting to see the decline, and, yeah. and that's kind of sad. Uh, she's definitely gonna have a few good more uh, seasons, hopefully, uh, bearing any injuries or health things or whatever might happen. Mm-hmm. But I hope she's still at the top. Yeah. Uh, Coco played real well. Uh, she came up a little bit short, but she, uh, she had a great match against Osaka where she managed to win, and that was a. Uh, you know, that was an uphill battle for her. Um, the men's is not too much to write home about. Some upsets. Federer, not Federer. Uh, Djokovic is there, and it's kind of it. It's, yeah. it's a different field than we're, we're kind of used to for the men. But that's not over yet either. Um, it won't be by the time this is out to y'all, so we'll kind of keep you posted on the Twitter, at underscore the spectators. And a lot of the big names for... Uh... Tennis are starting to weed themselves out, all the greats. Well, so, they're, they're old. I mean, Federer they, they and Nadal old. have been in this They've for a minute. They've been going for a while, They've man. been for a minute. So it's cool to start seeing these young kids start making their way up, making a name for themselves, mm-hmm. beating greats, too. Yeah. So good in, luck in to big, all them. In major tournaments. Yeah, so yeah, good luck like, to them. Yeah, so good luck to it's everybody. cool to see. And that's another thing with all these sports. We're starting to see the arrival of just great talent. All around every single professional league, you could throw out names everywhere, and um, yeah, it's it's great to see because like our parents grew up and watching all these people generations, probably like two generations of players. Now we're starting to see from the jump, all these people starting to come in, seeing the greats fall out, seeing their predecessors. So it's cool to see another sport kind of. Starting up this this weekend with some predecessors and some some big time names, golf, uh, the Farmers Insurance uh, Tournament in San Diego, I think is in, it started this weekend, uh, and Tiger's in it. Tiger's a uh, Tiger's balling out. He's mm-hmm. he's a uh, eight under. He's around floating around top ten. He made he, it to he the was last 12 cut. last time we checked. Yeah, he made it to the last cut. Um, the tournament will not be over by again by the time we're recording this, which is kind of disappointing. But as of now, it is uh, Mark Leishman in first. John Rahm has made a a surge to the top. He was he was definitely not there earlier, so he's he's in, he's in second. But Leishman has a pretty good lead, uh, three above the next guy. PGA, it's pretty cool. I'm trying to get Brooklyn into it. Um, shout out to Nick. He got me relatively. I'm not like big, but you know I'm I'm gonna try and keep into it as um as it goes on every year and kind of hopefully pick some guys that I kind of like. I'm a big Dustin Johnson guy, and I'll do my due diligence to give you guys yeah. a little some sun. So, <laughs> but yeah, first of the year, so he'll be getting a little bit better with that. Yeah. I'm excited for the rest of the, the golf season, and yeah, well you know. Yeah. Now another thing that uh, we're excited about, we're a week away from today. Right now, Super we got the Pro Bowl. Bowl going on. Which, by the way, Super Bowl, I have the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's just... I'm I do just too. throw that out there. Chiefs, I got them by like four, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, there's some Super Bowl ads that I'm excited about. Yes. But one came out already. 
and this one's like somber. This one's like scary. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I, ha- it. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of them. The uh, Planters Peanuts oh, put out an ad <laughs> early that they killed Mr. Peanut. Killed Mr. Peanut. Pist- Mr. Peanut is dead. He's dead. They okay. they um. It was like him and two friends, and they were driving, and there was an armadillo. They swerved it, and he uh, <laughs> they they held onto a stick, and Mr. Peanut sacrificed himself for his friends. Well, and um, it was a really like jarring commercial because you're like, huh? <laughs> and there's this whole like social media thing about it, and every other like brand is kind of giving their condolences <laughs> to Mr. Peanut, and like Bacardi and random brands are just like, nothing will be the same. Like PB and J's won't be the same without <laughs> the actual P- it's wild things. And so, um, I'm kind of hoping that they put like a part two in there where to give like his, uh, the person next for the throne or something like that. Progressive has been doing that with their commercials. Like they've been putting out commercials and they've been having sequels to them. Amazing. So like you got to keep on like staying tuned to the commercial kind of for funny. the sequel. Yeah. It, it's cool when like they do something different with the commercials. Exactly. Cause so, like you get the same old thing. Oh, you get this. Oh, buy this 1995. Oh, exactly. this and that. And so Super Bowl cool. commercials have not been particularly great in the last couple yeah, of years. So I'm hoping that they're a little bit better Yeah, and they're a little bit more exciting. And that's a that's a good start for me. I mean, it's a, it's like whoa. But I don't really like how they uh, leak the Super Bowl. This wasn't leaked. This was like they put it out. Whatever they do, but I don't like them showing it before the Super Bowl. I just like, I just you, like you it because now watch... I'm talking about it. Yeah, that's cool. But like when you're watching the Super Bowl, you want to like see it for the first time. Exactly. You want but that. Shot the last couple of years, they've been showing the Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl, and it's like. Yeah, it's a little... Eh. Yeah. I, I, eh. Like, I, now, I now I'm seeing this for the third time. Exactly. It's not hitting the same. We don't hit Like, get, get it off the screen. That's the only time you're really thing. excited to watch a commercial. And for sure. they don't want to do it for you. For sure. But yeah, we, we both got the Chiefs. I think it's a good way to go. 49ers... I love this matchup, though. Yeah, 49ers do have the better defense. You can't argue with that. But the Chiefs are explosive, man, on explosive. all sides of I mean, both teams are. The, they, they both are. But all sides of the ball. I think what sealed it for me is Chiefs just dominated on run defense against the best running team. Or not the best running team, but the best running back yeah. in the league mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Or last week, what'll be two weeks ago from the Super Bowl. And, you know, no disrespect to Tevin Coleman and Mostert. Those guys have been putting in work all season. And their O-line got a really good run And they have a run phenomenal block. run scheme, too, with yeah. that zone blocking. Mm-hmm. But I think if they can do, like, half of what they did, or, like, you know, they can give up, like, 100 yards, I think. Yeah. As long as they keep them within, like, 100 yards or so and make the 49ers have to throw the ball, I think this is the Chiefs game to lose. Yeah, because Jimmy G is not going to keep up with Patty. And that's just no disrespect, but Patty's no, just... No, yeah, level. Jimmy Gre- Jimmy, Jimmy G's, uh, is and going to be a really, really good quarterback in this league. I hope so. Again, predecessor to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. One's going out, one's coming in. And so it's going to be really, really good to watch both of them duke it out. Yeah, definitely. And so to end this episode, we have, um, we have some, some sad news for y'all. Uh, this is... You know, pretty breaking news. It came out, we're recording this on Sunday. Um, so it came out a few hours ago. Um, the great, all-time great, um, ambassador of the sport, ambassador of the game itself, 
uh, Nike legends, basketball legend, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Mamba. Pat, yeah, the Black Mamba. He uh, he passed away today in a in a helicopter accident in in L.A. Right and, outside of Calabasas. Yeah, and he was uh he was in the helicopter with the pilot, um, his daughter Gianna, which is just terrible. terrible. Um, a, another parent and another player from Gianna's uh, AAU team. Yeah, they were on their way to the Mamba Academy for basketball practice. And um, yeah, the the helicopter malfunctioned and caught fire and there was no way to to kind of get there because it started a bushfire and there was there was really nothing anybody could do and uh, you know this this isn't really the news that we were expecting to, no. to be bringing everybody today um i'm sure you've heard of it by now i mean it's yeah. just all over social media and everywhere because this to me this is as, and again, it, it's different as a, as a big sports fan and as a biz, big basketball fan. But this is as big of a loss in the culture as like there's been, just as big as there's been. Especially I mean, how sudden and just dramatic. It I can is. I can think of Michael Jackson, and I can think of Kobe Bryant. Like those are the two that really really stand out to me. And you know, I don't I don't want more situations like this where no. there's a an icon, and and don't get it misconstrued. He is an icon, um, to the highest degree. I mean, he has so much reach into every part of the world. I mean, he goes to China every summer, and he has this big China tour where they love Kobe. Yeah. Um, he has shoes that you've seen that you don't even know they're his, but you've seen them. Um, basketball shoes, off court st- uh, stuff. Um, you've heard the Black Mama, and then you've heard nicknames the white mamba the, the <laughs> ginger mamba you know all the all the variations of that um and yeah there was he just had such an impact on our youth and we all know what he did on the court that's just he's an all-time great yeah like we can go on and on for who knows how long talking about what he's done on the court but kobe off the court too man he just like you said ambassador for everything and i think the NBA is the opposite of the MLB, where they really promote their players. Mm-hmm. And they do a great job. And they do a phenomenal job about it, and that's why the NBA is what it is today, because of the promotion that they've done. And I think Kobe is right up there with the guys that they've ever promoted. I mean, it's Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, because they had their rivalry. Mm-hmm. Then you got, like, Allen Iverson and Shaq, because they were... You know, can't forget about, guys different. Can't forget about MJ before them. Yeah, and MJ. Oh, I mean, of course, MJ. Yeah. But you know, those are some guys you think about. Mm-hmm. And Kobe's right there. Yeah. I mean. Yes. And and the kind of, the the way I kind of look at it with Kobe, if you've ever like thrown something away mm-hmm. and you weren't next to it, you're you know you you crunch up some paper, you put it in a ball, you shoot it at the trash can. Kobe. Kobe. And. This is not like a thing just for us. This is like a, a universal thing, and I don't know why, yeah. but he made it a thing to just shoot anything anywhere. Yeah. And, and and it was majority of the time it's gonna it, go in. And it was to Kobe. It wasn't like to shoot a thing. It was like Kobe mm-hmm. from anything. Yeah, I, I know. Like we'll be playing Fortnite, and we'll throw a grenade, and like you hit somebody with it, and you just like Kobe. <laughs> oh man. And this, I mean, he hasn't been playing for like three years. And, we, and it's we've still, been doing it. I can remember. There's better shooters. I can remember doing it in New York, and I lived in when I was uh, young in sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. And we were doing it then, 
I come to Florida, Everybody's- and they're still doing it just as much. So that's pretty close to a country. And we're, no, country and we're right nowhere there. near LA. Yeah, mind you, you're across the country from there, and then up and down across the country with New York and Florida, and it's still on the same just grand speck of it. The love and respect for just a great person, and also like we said on the court, just one of the best of all time. But off the court, he he had his hands in a lot of foundations, man. I think it was a seven. He had the after school all stars, age still required, Kathy's Kids Foundation, Make a Wish Foundation, Stand Up to Cancer, Vijay Emirataj Foundation. I don't want to butcher the name, but I, it is what it is. And then um, him and Vanessa, his wife, they had uh, their own foundation, Kobe and Vanessa Bryan Family Foundation. So had all those doing just outstanding stuff for kids across the world man had now three girls natalia bianca capri capri is one years old and not even she's like seven months yeah and losing gianna and uh and and that's that's like one of the the more like saddening things here i mean he he leaves behind a family Mm -hmm. um not just in blood, but in in brothers uh, mm-hmm. that he's played with, that he's played against. Um, you know his fraternity of guys that he's uh, just been around. Um, you know he he leaves behind three girls, and it, it, it's even more sad that one of them had to be yeah. on that helicopter because Col- with them. losing Kobe, heartbreaking, saddening. Yes, but you throw his daughter in thirteen years yeah. old. It's it's really it's really tough and so um I'm not much for for praying but you know give uh some some thoughts to uh his family and his friends and uh you know just kind of he, he and, would... and keep his good memory. I think that's like the bigger thing that yeah. we can do cuz obviously you know Brooklyn and I aren't involved with the the Bryant family. Yeah. But you know, we can we can do our diligence in, you know, if anybody here is listening isn't super big into sports or doesn't know too much about Kobe, you know, just kind of continue his legacy. And he's definitely left a legacy and he's left his mark on the league, the sport, and just culture in general. And, and it's cool that uh, he was trying to venture out outside of basketball with, like, media stuff and all that won an Academy Award for Dear Basketball. and That was a really cool documentary. That, that was cool. He uh, does he's his a summer, big soccer fan. Yeah, big soccer fan. He does his uh, summer camp every year, Kobe Basketball Academy. That's cool. And then uh, another really cool one that I like, Detail on ESPN, just breaking down sports. You get and Not just basketball. Yeah, it's sports. Anything. I know he has Peyton Manning doing football, Daniel Cormier doing MMA, countless others and it's really cool to see you get that in-depth breakdown from greats and that pushes the game forward because if you're a young kid trying to come up and you're watching this hearing the voices of people you look up to and you watch every day it's it's great man and another thing one probably one of the best things that kobe leaves behind is just his mamba mentality yeah you, and- you don't have to like sports to Put that into your life. Yeah, and the Mamba mentality really is something like... It's been preached before in various ways, but he was somebody who you could click the TV, go to ESPN, and watch him with that mentality 
go out there and show it and live it and prove it. And he's been doing that before, you know, when he was in high school uh, as a as a Laker, you know, his 20-year career as a Laker. And then even post-Laker life, I mean, he's been doing work with Trey Young and just all the, and all the all the younger people. guys that yeah. are in the league or about to be in the league or mm-hmm. you know picked up a basketball because their mom signed him up for I mean, camp. Look what he was doing with his girls, I know he he was going to make them into the Kobe Bryant of the WNBA. Yeah, and um, they're going to be nasty. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate too. I was really looking because Gianna, um, you know, she was I think she's the oldest one or. Not the no, oldest. No, Natalia is Natalia's the oldest. Natalia's the oldest, but Gianna's a big basketball player. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Like you see on the sideline, I remember watching a net game, and uh, Kobe and Gianna are just on the court, and you see Kobe breaking down whatever going mm-hmm. on, whatever going on, on the court. You yeah. had to feel excited to, to see what she could do. Yeah. Um, and she was such a big fan of just the sport in general. I know Kobe Bryant, um, this one's kind of near and dear to me, is a big fan of uh, the Oregon's women basketball team. Mm-hmm. And that's in main part because uh, the, the GOAT, uh, mm-hmm. Sabrina Enescu, um, she's in, she's incredible. Uh, she's as good of an ambassador for a sport as I've seen in the amateur level. Um, assist in the Pac-12 leader all time, men's or women. Past Gary Payton. Right. Um, <laughs> that, that's crazy. Triple-double leader in the NCAA. <laughs> that's crazy. And Kobe Bryant gave his blessing to her. Yeah. Uh, brought all his daughters down to a game in L.A. to watch Oregon play. And after the game, kind of went up to Sabrina and introduced the daughters and all that. And That's so, awesome. And so Kobe and Sabrina have had, you know, mm-hmm. communication. And uh, they had a game today, and Sabrina didn't go out for the, for the first half. I don't know uh, what happened after that, but I know she didn't play for the first half when she, she heard the news. It, and so, again, it's tough. Um, and you see it. You see his reach just everywhere. You see it affecting basketball around the league today. Like the Spurs and the Raptors game, they took a twenty-four second violation right after uh, tip off. Crowds going nuts. You see outside the Staples Center, they're having a uh, Virgil for him. Um, the Jazz and the Nuggets, I think the game was. They did a moment of silence before the game, and you're just gonna see countless more and more. I see, you know. I mean, if you've been on Twitter, you've seen everybody's yeah. kind of shock. I think uh, Neymar, he just uh, scored a goal, put up the 2-4 right mm-hmm. after. So around the world and around different leagues, it's just Doesn't all, matter. already and within a couple hours. And mm-hmm. that's the thing about social media, just blasts it around. And it's great to see the outreach and the love and respect that Kobe is getting. Yeah, and and it feels really eerie, at least it to does. me, um, especially with yesterday. Um, yep. LeBron, there's a, there's a really good post game interview. LeBron passed Kobe in all time points mm-hmm. uh, to move be- to a third on the list because LeBron's an all time great, and it's partially because of Kobe that LeBron wanted to become a basketball player and mm-hmm. tr- strive to be as great as he as he was. And LeBron was mentioning a, a cool story how him and Kobe met in Philly for an All Star game. And he gave LeBron a pair of his shoes, and so he wore the shoes during his game. And then Kobe <laughs> went and played, and he was MVP of the All Star game. Yeah. And then for for LeBron to come back in in Philly, pass Kobe in points, that was really yep. a, a special thing for for LeBron. And 
you know, not even 24 hours later for, for this news to come out. Um, if it's really eerie for me, um, I don't, I don't know like how that kind of works, but universe is weird, man. That just goes to show that we're not in control of anything. Yeah. You're, you're in control of one thing in your life and it's the amount of effort that you put in your attitude and your attitude. That is, that's it. That is all you're in control over. Mm -hmm. So I was watching a video about, uh, Kobe in an interview, I think in 08, where he's just like, you got to keep going, man. You can't dwell and put yourself down on whatever nonsense you got going on. You got to keep on smiling, make the best of it. Keep going. Exactly. And I know there's been a lot of phenomenal moments of just happiness that he's brought to basketball fans mm-hmm. and especially Lakers fans. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a 20-year five, five career rings. with five rings, he's essentially their jeter uh, for us. Uh, and a probably cool little more thing, so. like he has, he switched numbers. Obviously, everybody knows, but the numbers are right there, except for one championship. What eight and twenty-four? Oh, they're super comparable. Yeah, like they're right there, and it's like about halfway through his career too. Yeah. So you see like two halves of just an amazing. Each it's one crazy. is like a Hall of Fame it, career. It's crazy. Um, and you know, you, I remember, I don't remember too much of early Kobe because I was never super big into basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, first getting into sports, it for me it was football and baseball mm-hmm. and then it kind of grew um but i remember my freshman year we talked about this a little bit earlier mm-hmm. on, on, on our other episode that we also plugged earlier with our top sports <laughs> moments but you really should listen to it because it really is a good episode follow on soundcloud too yes um our top sports moments of last decade i mentioned the the kobe 60 points yes. in his final game yep and I don't know how much detail I went into that, but I'll go into it again because it was really <laughs> yeah, crazy. it was phenomenal. And right before we recorded this, I called up uh, two of my friends, Nick and Connor. Uh, shout out to y'all. And I was just like, you guys got anything you want to hear? And they're like, yeah, talk about that story because that story is something. And so we're all together. It's like 30 of us in the common room in college. And we got two TVs, one with the Warriors game because they're playing to beat the Bulls record for the most wins in a regular season. And then we got Kobe's last game up. And, you know, it's kind of getting down to it. And Kobe's scoring and the Warriors kind of have a lead. And everybody, and this is out West. So mm-hmm. a lot of the people in this room are Warriors fans. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to the Warriors game. Nope. We're just so mesmerized by what Kobe's doing. He's getting the ball and scoring like every time they go down the court. And he, every time he shot, you just like heard like, <gasps> and then he goes in. You're like everybody's cheering. None of us are like, I mean, not none, but m- marginal amount of us were Lakers fans, and we were going nuts, and we were so excited to see a regular season game that didn't matter if the, the Lakers won or not, yeah. because he was just putting on like a show among shows, and one of the greatest farewell performances it's, it's of probably, all time. It's probably it's. At least for me right now, there you know the future is unknown, but yeah, it's probably the most iconic regular season basketball game there's ever been for me, Fair and enough. and definitely the most impactful. And I mean now it's Mamba Day, the that day is is Mamba Day now, which is yeah. kind of cool. I know sneakerheads go crazy about mm-hmm. that and always post their sneakers. Yeah, and just that day in general was, was such a cool experience that i hope everybody got to see and if not you should really watch that game watch the whole thing it's great. Or, or if nothing else just like watch like the kobe scoring moments mm-hmm. and like the fan reactions and there were so um, many stars there oh and... so many i mean it was in la and it was yeah. just packed 
And for me, that was one of those moments that it was like, wow, I really got to experience something like this with people who like really matter to me. And, um, you know, and, and I think in 30 years, I, I, I'll be on the spectators <laughs> with, uh, with somebody <laughs> and we'll be bringing up that Kobe moment again, or I'll be at somebody's wedding, uh, you know, hopefully not, not 30 years, but, um, and we'll just be kind of reminiscing on yeah. one of the first like amazing moments that I've had with those guys. So, uh, thank you, Kobe, for, for something like that and, and everything you've done for, you know, the game. No, one thing uh, Kobe put out, the last uh, interaction we got from Kobe was him congratulating LeBron. And here's a tweet. Continue to move the game forward at King James. Much respect, my brother. Little flex emoji. Hashtag 33-644. Kobe's all-time record. Fourth all-time. And, you know, um, he's only going to go down on that list, sadly. Yeah. But... It, it, you know that that's a number that is not easy to get to no and no matter where he ends up on that list as time goes on um he's always going to be regarded as one of the best um not just to play or at his position but just the best at a sport there's ever been agreed and um it's a it's a sad day for for all of us um and you know we hope you rest in peace Rest in peace. And we hope uh, the family has, uh, you know, all the prayers and everything that they need. Absolutely. Because this is not an easy situation for anybody. No, not at all. So uh, we're going to leave you guys with that. Yeah. uh, Just remember, Kobe was awesome. Just kind of take his his legacy and his soul and his mentality into everything you do. And, uh, you know, keep that legacy going. That's, that's all we can do, really. Mamba out. Mamba out. Drop the mic. Later, guys. Thank you.